And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Boshiel and Zach coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings on birds with friends. All I know is Zach said he has a game where Shields don't read both 7,000 movies. And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. And so the yeah, purpose that's of, what of, I, really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. It's uh, 12.48 in the morning, on uh, Friday morning, technically after a Thursday. We're going to give this uh, game the appropriate amount of juice that it deserves. The Eagles losing a lot to a little. Uh, Zach, we've got a lot to get to. We'll talk about Jalen Hurts' uh, stomach issues. We'll talk about Coyote Awashika being hidden at right tackle again. Uh, we'll talk about Devontae Smith's debut in an Eagles uniform. But I guess we should start with uh, a word from the quarterback of the Eagles tonight, confirming that potentially he may be a listener. Hey, Joe, you've seen a lot of preseasons in your career. In your experience, is there a correlation between preseason performance and regular season performance? It's tough. It's probably just different across the league, depending on what your philosophies are and, and, and things like that. I think, you know, it, it really, I mean, I think Peyton Manning back then, they used to go 0-4 or 0-5 if they played in the Hall of Fame game, and it didn't matter at all, you know. But I think depending on the type of style that you play and how much you end up playing your starters and things like that, those things all make, you know, it's nuanced. What do we think, Zach? I think that if I was well, well, first off, I, it's odd to me that we're starting with this, but uh, I suppose par for the course. This is as close to football related as we can, I, we can start the show. I think if I was, uh, you know, six foot six from Audubon, New Jersey, and had a Super Bowl MVP, I would probably answer questions the same way Joe Flacco does, right? Like that's a. I, I thought it was a, a very well articulated answer. With uh, he looked you right between your eyes and delivered a stone cold. It's nuanced. And it is nuanced. And, you know, if it's it, it was a good answer. It was a good answer. So we got it out of the way. And now we can talk. about. I think why there was Joe maybe, a, was in the maybe, game. maybe a hint of a wry half smile after he delivered. And it's nuanced. I think uh, I think we might as well say hello to Joe. Thanks for <laughs> listening tonight, Joe. And we'll uh, we'll see you at uh, at your old stomping grounds in Florham Park next week. Exactly. I hope he's a listener. Well, if, if he was a listener, he might be a little spooked out by the Audubon hardware stories. But he might be. Uh, but he might. He might also be happy to know that we noticed that he was not wearing a mask tonight. So maybe he's come come across to the other side on the uh, on the vaccination front. Uh, Zach, why don't we talk about this uh, this bizarre sequence of events for the Eagles in this game? 
Jalen Hurts warming up before the game, dancing around, uh, you know, going through normal warm-ups, and then we get word right before kickoff that he is uh, not going to start, that Joe Flacco is going to start, and he has an illness, a a non-COVID illness, it was told to us. And uh, after the game, Nick Sirianni tells us that he had stomach issues. Uh, he was complaining about the, the stomach issues. He wanted to play, but he had, he had brought them up. The doctors decided to send him to the hospital, and he was checked out there. Turns out he has some kind of stomach infection, and he was uh, discharged from the hospital, but the team made the decision not to play him. And, uh, you know, I, we've had some bizarre preseason games, uh, preseason events in my lifetime, including when the Eagles uh, signed Michael Vick in the middle of a preseason game. But this is uh, close to being number two for me. What did, what did you make of the uh, the sequence of events? Did you think it was fishy? As in bad fish that he ate? or <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, no, you know, Zach, you... <laughs> We gotta talk. This is this game was such an ugly game that it turned you into a little bit of a version of me. You you went <laughs> you went semi viral semi viral yeah. with your tweet. No, so s- smacking down the Eagles. So I wasn't smacking down the Eagles, but no. So with uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, it was it was odd because look, not I mean we've all had stomach issues like from time to time, right? Um, and, and and so one and don't make that a drop by the way. Um, <laughs> Let's make that. If up. if one occurs like before a game, that's 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 just bad timing. But it just seemed odd given that we saw him pregame and he was uh, by all appearance like he was dancing, he was going through drills. So he participated in pregame. So from it to get to that to the point where he goes to the hospital and and to go to the hospital is so so when we learn the hospital. Part of it, I, I think that showed that that uh, if you were wondering, eh, was there something? This is odd. Is there something to it? The prelude to a Deshaun Watson, something trade, like something like, like that. that. I I think the the hospital kind of ends 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 that. Like that shows I that think it's, you're right. it's 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 fairly it's it's serious enough that you know you. That'd be a long that'd be a long charade <laughs> sure. uh, road it's, to go down to uh, not make it, you know, for it to be a lot. Exactly. So, but it, yeah, for. For the starting quarterback to be out there in warmups and then you know, you know not to be on the sideline at all, and in first we heard it was it was an illness, and then we heard it was a non-COVID illness, and then he wasn't on the sideline, and then we find out after the game the hospital component of it. I mean, we should say he's feeling fine now. Those are Nick Sirianni's words, uh, so that's that's good to hear. You you don't want someone to. Adam Schefter says he's going to be uh, home for two days. Is that the? Yes, yeah, so I, I saw Schefter uh, put that out there. The Eagles don't have like a full practice until Sunday. Um, they're off tomorrow. There's the Eagles Autism Challenge on Saturday. Uh, so, yeah. So I I I would say that um, you know if he's if he's back on on Sundays practicing against the Jets next week, that would be a good sign for the Eagles. But uh, you know, a stomach infection goes beyond. A sprained ankle, if you will. So you, so you just hope that he's okay. Well, not I mean, to say I that you hope he wouldn't be okay if he had a sprained ankle, ankle. right? I, yeah, I'm just saying that that like this is this is beyond a normal football ailment, right? Wait, what do you think he ate last night? I, I I don't know. Something that that had to get you hospitalized, right? Have you ever had Have you ever had food poisoning? 
Um, not like an official diagnosis, but I've I've had um, you know what, I I've I've had food that did not agree with me for lack of a better, you know. To- I think you would know, but there's a difference between like food that didn't agree with you and like full food poisoning. Have you ever had food poisoning? So then I I would guess that Probably I not. I didn't. I mean I've I've had like. I mean, we don't need to get into <laughs> into, into, into this. I've, I've had stuff that did not agree with me. I'll put it that way. Okay. Like, and and, and that's had, like well, I've had weekend. food poisoning once. It was a, just a terrible okay. night. Just like sleeping in the bathroom on the floor. So just then, let me ask throw you. Throw up all the time. So to get from, so would you have been able to participate in pregame warmups if you had? Food no, poisoning? no, he did not have. He definitely didn't have food okay. poisoning. Okay. No, that's a that's a that's a different hell. Um, but yeah, I mean. Well, you know, I asked I asked Sirion if he thinks he, if he would have played if it was a regular season game. Oh, you and did not said, just like, ask him, by the way. You asked him forcefully. You it was I, Well, because I, I had to get the up. question and because I had gotten I had gotten shouted over when I was trying to ask it before. But so. I, it's also it's tough when you've got the mask and you really want to be able to project. Yes. Um I didn't I didn't realize that it came across so forcefully. No, it was it was good, you know. I I I think we should roll the tape. I mean, I didn't give that to <laughs> that to Marissa there, but um yeah, you asked it with authority. Well, yeah, it's cuz I had to it's had to, I, had, I had to get it in. Yes. You know. Uh and he said he said Hertz was was advocating to play tonight. Um so he thinks he probably maybe would have tried to play if it was a regular season game, but but hard to say. I don't know. Weird, it, a weird sequence of events. Weird sequence did you feel of like, events. Did you feel like this was the uh, most dejected we've seen Nick Sirianni? We even, I mean, did you find him to be dejected? I didn't find him to be dejected. I thought it was the most low energy we've seen him at least. Uh, maybe so. You know, I mean, focused. I mean, they did just lose. They did lose thirty-five to nothing. nothing. Yeah, like it's it's uh it's. Funny or or not funny, but I mean, you know, Matt Pryor will do that to a guy. The the Jalen Hurts thing kind of overshadowed the fact that they were awful. <laughs> you know, they were so <laughs> bad. And yeah, the less said about the game, the better. And in the past six quarters, now they've been outscored fifty-two to nothing. So yeah, where'd you dig that nugget out of? I, Look at you. I, didn't, I mean, I was at both games. Like you know, I saw yeah, well, the. It's a good. It's a good sports writer. Uh, you know, uh, selective. Uh, and arbitrary endpoint. That's good. Well, well, since the the second half, you know, since halftime of the right, because they had a good first half, and then he mm-hmm. said last week, you know, they were crisp in the first half, not in the second half, right? And so you you look at the second half last week, and then the four quarters tonight. Um, yeah, so so that they were bad tonight. Uh, now they did not play a lot of their. And when it was, mo- I mean, the first half at least was was like. Not even backups, like two slash threes against the Patriots yes. starters. Yes, exactly. Uh, so you know it was ugly for a reason, but it was ugly. But the Hurts news certainly, you know, you know, certainly overshadowed it. So, uh, well, and it did change their plan. Uh, Sirianni said they made the decision once Hurts was down to to not play Kelsey Brooks and Lane Johnson. Flacco um, must have so- loved that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But Flacco, funnily enough, was like, you know, what were they going to play? One or two series anyway? Like, it was yeah. not a big deal, yeah. which is true. Like, they were probably not going to play much anyway. Yeah. So um, I don't think it affected, like, you know, the outcome or whatever. But as long as as long as long Jalen Hurts is uh, uh, okay, I think I think this, this is fine. But I do think it's like, I mean, God forbid, I do not want to, like, overstate the importance of a preseason game 
at all. But I do think that like optimism about this Eagle season and it being like health dependent, like this is it is not a deep team, no. <laughs> and es- especially at certain positions, right? Like defensive uh, tackle, secondary. Uh, the defense. Well, the defensive line, like it should be, it should be fine. They've got six or maybe even seven. No, but players, the interior but, like, in particular, the, right? Uh, but I think the secondary, especially, and like the offensive line, like we like the depth. But some of the guys who like we've considered good depth pieces, like Nate Herbick, has been bad this preseason. Um, mm-hmm. And like certainly wide receiver is not deep. So um, you know, I'm 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 somewhat optimistic about about this Eagles season relative to expectations, but I also know that uh, you know this is an old team and injuries are going to come. And if they come in the wrong place, that that there's a chance this this season could get torpedoed. And I was thinking about that in the first half because like you know. It's not the craziest situation. It's not the craziest scenario to envision that there could be times this season when the starting offense tonight, like, is the offense. Like, if Jalen Hurts gets hurt and Joe Flacco is the quarterback, and then you've got three 30 plus offensive linemen and Kelsey Johnson and Brooks, like, that's the starting lineup with these, like, all the, you know, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, and, and uh, Quez Watkins played the whole first half. Like, if that is the offense, like, it's going to get, it's going to be ugly. I I agree. Uh, I said, but it's also like it's not crazy to think that that could be the offense at some point. Yeah, like I I said in our post game pod last week, I, I made the joke how how sometimes you know teams say like one through ninety, this is the strongest group we've had, and, right. and that the Eagles can't say that this year. But no, beyond their starters, uh, this is this is a a team with a lot of holes, right? And right. and that comes one through like one through twenty nine has a chance to be pretty good. Yes. Yes, and so uh, it's 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 going to be interesting to observe more than any year in recent memory. They they need to stay healthy. I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess every year you need to stay healthy, right? But, true, but, but I think you're right. There's there's less depth this year than than there has been in the past, probably. Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, okay. Any other thoughts on uh, on Jalen Hurts' uh, tummy troubles? Um, not necessarily, you know, I wasn't expecting to see much of Hertz tonight, honestly. Right. So, so before we found out the, the severity of it, it honestly was, was, was not going to be a major part of my story. I was just going to say he's sick. You know, he did not go like if, if they held him back, oh, dude, he is sick, bro. No, if, if they held him back the way they did Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham, like it, it probably wouldn't have been that huge of a deal you know i i appreciate them being i'm being forthcoming because you want to report the truth as 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 to what happened uh but the i think what made it noteworthy was more the severity of it than the fact that he wasn't out there because um it it is true that you know nick sirianni was non-committal about how much these starters were going to play and he was very encouraged by the way they looked on monday and tuesday so uh, no, the big takeaway with Jalen Hurts was the fact that he was hospitalized, and will you know the the fact that Sirianni and discharged. Yes, exactly. That Sirianni says he's fine, and now we'll see what happens over these next few days. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's get to the other important stuff, starting with uh, the conversation that you and I had in the press box before the game, in which we asked each other who's most likely to uh, get a penalty tonight. And last week, of course, I nailed it with Brett Toth right away. Uh, you answered Nate Herbig, which was a good guess. 
I responded with Matt Pryor, and uh, the first penalty of this game goes to Matt Pryor. So um, another demonstrative victory for your boy. You know what? If if I am going to seed something, well, I, I I don't have this great competition with you to begin with. Like I I, I want you to do very well, so I'm I'm not. But uh, but point being, this is like, interesting. Share your seed. If I'm if 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 I am going to seed something to you, let it be uh, like that. You can better predict who's going to have a penalty <laughs> in a preseason game you know i i am not i think at this point i think at this point you and i are gonna have to predict this before every game <laughs> yeah but you know what i'm 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 not waking up at four in the morning being like damn how did i not get that one right there's a lot of things i actually don't know that i agree no there's that. a lot I of you th- i i will be fully transparent like there's a lot of things that keep me up at night a lot too much frankly that is not one of them What's what's keeping you up at night? I mean, I if, if if there's a story that I'm working on or a story that if I don't feel my performance is up to snuff, mm-hmm. if, the, if there's things I need to do better, um, podcast performance that keeps me up sometimes. If it, does it really? Yes. If I listen back and I not speaking clearly enough, the other day you do a fantastic. No, job the other the day I act. I said like too many times. I sounded like a teenage girl it was uh oh don't be throwing shots at teenage <laughs> girls oh, I, it, sorry about that so speaking clearly speaking uh so that could keep you just be enough. yourself my friend okay. don't worry about it but it's not a performance it's a hang in any event the predicting of the penalties will not keep me up at night okay well i i think you should substitute that keeping you up at night for your podcast performance <laughs> fair enough uh, okay, what did you make of Coyote Awashika? Well, once again, playing right tackle, not right guard. So it was impossible, in a good way, I say this, to sit next to you and not notice this because you were like outraged <laughs> by this. You know, I, I really, I felt like uh, Jason Lee in Mallrats, like, like that. I that kid is back on the escalator. Like, I can't believe they're not playing Coyote Awashika at right guard. It was driving me nuts. Yes. It, it, they're doing it on purpose. So I feel bad for you because of uh, just just how much it seems to bother you. It's because I care. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Okay. Why don't we talk about things that actually I know that you want to talk about? Uh, Real quick, why don't we talk I have about- a question for Marissa, okay? Um, and I'm, I want to see if I am just ignorant in terms of movie references, okay? 
but I I thought I I have a a pretty good recall of movie quotes from quotes from from movies that I've seen. Hey doctor, do you know what what movie that's from? I have no idea. And I'm like I'm probably worse with movie quotes. I I have not seen anything. So, okay, cuz Bo has a reference that he Bo says that people hey doctor. Yeah, I have no okay. idea what that's referring to. Okay. I don't say hey doctor. Or or you say or Hello. I just say doctor. Doctor. Yes. Okay. <laughs> doctor. I was I was conflating that with Hey Rookie, the TV show that I watch. Uh, yeah. So I'm. I I wonder why he. There's. I mean, there's no way that it's, this is way before Marissa's time. <laughs> so I get a pass. <laughs> yes. I thought you were gonna go to the Mallrats thing, which I feel no. like Marissa could get because it's a Jersey movie. I've never seen that either. Okay. <laughs> I'll add him to my list. Are you too young to have even gone to the mall? <laughs> no, I love the mall. <laughs> Come on. I was right. a teenage girl once. <laughs> what's the, what's, well, yeah. So are you offended at Zach's uh, throwing <laughs> no. you under the bus for like, like, like? No, not at all. <laughs> I I'm sorry. That was, I was not referring to Zach. a specific teenage girl. I was, that is something I I equate I, I suppose with like uh, when we were I just said like there you go when we were in I don't know Zach I think I think this might be it I think you might be canceled <laughs> no Zach do not let that keep you up at night you could say you were referring to me as a teenage girl okay I will take I will be the scapegoat because that was it's very accurate I say I still say thank like you. a lot thank you. I don't know. This might this might be it for the show. This, oh the pod, this might be it for the podcast. Don't do this to him. I don't think. Th- I think this could be it for that us. Was... He's kidding. Please don't do that. To me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yes, the 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 coyote. You want to hear something um, crazy, Zach? You want to hear something? V- what's that? Awashika. You want to hear something insane? Yeah. The uh, the paid attendance for tonight, according to the game book, sixty nine thousand seven hundred ninety six. Did it feel like that to you in the stadium? Well, no, the paid attendance that makes sense. Well, I know because it's the paid attendance. Have to get right, it. exactly. They just yes. don't go. But it's uh, uh, look, I I respect people who who spent their Thursday night at that game. My in laws were there. I I, I want to recognize them. They were there. Uh, Did they see me waving to them? I presume they did. Yes, I will find out. To, I'm, I'm not going to text them at one ten in the morning to find out, but I will text them in the morning to find out. Okay. Well, you were waving. I figured I should wave alongside you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's good. Uh, okay. Why don't we talk about uh, the Eagles' first round pick making his debut, Devonte Smith? I think I think we were a little bit surprised at how much he played. He played pretty much the entire first half. Well, I and, think it's ridiculous uh, it that was, it's 21 minutes into the podcast and we're just now talking about Devontae Smith. Well, that's I don't think that's fair as well. I don't think that's fair because the lead story is Jalen Hurts and we talked about the lead story. It's not like we buried the it's not like we buried. Well, the full we did lead. talk about uh, Joe Flacco's postgame press conference. Well, and we're going to take some, we're gonna take some detours along the way. We can't just go. We can't just go. <laughs> and down the, the penalty list. situation. Yes. Uh, Inverted pyramid. That's not the. That's not the show. <laughs> no, I've quickly learned that is not the show. Uh, Devonte Smith. I think you should be. I think. I think we've done a. I think we've done a better job in this show of talking about the important things. Well, shout out to our co-host Shio Kapadia. 
who his commentary from last week's show was that it took 30 minutes for us to talk about Quez Watkins. Okay, yeah, that was the lead story last week, and we already got we got to the lead story this week pretty early on. Okay, so Devontae Smith, that was a, that was going to be like the when I drove to the stadium, and I'm thinking, all right, what will I want to focus on with my story? I was thinking Devontae, and Smith. we know that you were thinking he was probably keeping you up last night thinking about what you were going to focus on. It, it didn't keep me up last night because I prepared yesterday for it, so I, I had it written down, like, different things I was thinking. Okay. Um, so that did not keep me up at night. But I was eager to see Devontae Smith, and I, frankly, so my overall assessment, I thought he did a really good job getting open. Um, he was shaky catching the ball, and he admitted to that too. And Nick Sirianni said he was antsy. Uh Devontae said he he didn't focus enough on catching the ball. His first three targets hit him in the hands, and he didn't catch it. The first one, Flacco was right. laid on. I th- I thought, and then he was, was open. Flacco yeah. didn't. Yeah, it took too long, and then he he did there was sort of catch it, and then the ball was exactly right. yeah. Then the second one, and and you did a good job asking this. He was a little late uh, turning around, and then Devonte Smith admitted it as as much. So. There are certain and Sirianni called him out on it too. Exactly said he got it was late getting his eyes around. So there are certain timing things that I I don't think will be an issue. And we've seen Devontae Smith enough over the past you know four years to know that his his hands are, are not a problem. He's not gonna have a problem catching the ball. I, I I saw a joke on Twitter that like welcome to the Eagles receiving core now right. <laughs> Uh, mm. But I actually think it's a good thing. I think I think what he did was he scouted the performance of uh, Eagles receivers at past, and he knew that JJ Ortega Whiteside had a great preseason his rookie year, and GMs all over the league were texting <laughs> Howie Roseman about what a what a, a coup he had in getting this great player in the second round, and he thought, you know what I should do? I should have a bad first game, not be good in the preseason, and then that way I will be good in the regular season. If that's his strategy, that is pretty adept. Uh, He's a genius. I I would just say I am on on the list of like worries I would have about the Eagles. Devonte Smith is is nowhere near like the middle of that. Like he is so far down I agree. that list. And like he d- he did not play well tonight, but this was a good night for Devonte Smith because he was healthy. Like he played yep. an entire first half. He was getting open. He had some nice releases. He was running good routes. Like this was this was this was good stuff despite the drops. It was fine. Exactly. That's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's right. Uh meanwhile, like the the rest of the receiving core, so it was it was basically Rager, Smith, and Quez Watkins as the starting three receivers for the first half. Yes. And Quez did not do much tonight. He was targeted on a fourth down in the end zone and ran a nice route, but but Kyle Duggar came over and broke up the pass. Um, so the two big takeaways for me tonight from the receiver court, one, Travis Fulgham buried on the depth chart. Um, he was now he did he was like on the field with the starting kickoff return unit as one of the front line blockers, but he didn't play on offense until the second half and he played deep into the second mm-hmm. half. Um, I don't think that it is a stone cold guarantee that he's going to make the team. I think I think he still will, um, but I think I think this was a reflection of how relatively unimpressive he's been this summer. Um, and the other thing is like 
I don't know, man. Jalen Rager, he's you know he makes these the you know these these highlight plays mm-hmm. in one on ones, and he's had a couple good plays in team drills, but. Like, you know, there was that fourth down uh, attempt to, to Rager that, that Flacco threw to him, and he just – he can't separate at all on the outside. Like, I think I, – I don't know what the upside for Jalen Rager is at this point. I think it's like a sort of a – like, I don't know if he can even be like a steady number two. I, I don't know. I'm overreacting, but I am like – I'm pretty low relative to my what, – what I was expecting to see from Rager at this point. Even though he's had these flashy plays, like – I don't see him separating consistently. I am not trying to pat myself on the back here. I'm going to keep going back to my Nelson Aguilar comp because I, I think that's what his career here and perhaps in the NFL is going to be. He's capable of the spectacular. He's going to have big plays. Is he going to be consistent enough for you to count on as your – like top receiver or even your top two receiver, right? Well, Nelson uh, Aguilar is one of the best Eagles of the last decade. He's one of the better players from the past decade. Yes, yes, I would agree with that. Well, if he, um, if Jalen Rager is one of the best Eagles of the next decade, that would be a win. Well, they could also have better receivers during the next decade, right? Mm-hmm. You you know they can have more of them. Well, what I what I think is actually uh, w- one of the things I think is right about what you're saying. I think I think Jalen Rager might need to just stay in the slot. Maybe switches, and and we talked about this when this, at the time it, it first came up. It is just so ironic. I know because it's crazy like, that was why they did not take Justin Jefferson. It's crazy, and I think that that's where he needs to play. Yes, because I don't think he can separate on the outside. It's it's uh, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy, uh, and and that's how they're gonna have to play him, and that's fine. But um. Yeah, especially if, if if Quez Watkins is is an outside receiver. But I agree with how you started this, that those are the top three. And and there was a scene, it was right in front of us, of those three guys walking out together with their pads off uh, to start the second half. And so it's it's like our, our, our top three sitting. Right. You know, Greg Ward was still in the game. Travis Fulgham still in the game. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside still in the game. Quez Watkins who entered yeah. camp on the roster bubble, right? Yeah. Uh, and now he's he's like entrenched in the starting lineup to the point that... And he has earned that. Yes. You, you know, we used to talk back when they had the fourth preseason game. Like, if you didn't dress in that game, then you knew you were on the team. Uh, no, and well, you, and you knew not you had necessarily, a role. but yeah. Uh, well, that's... For some that's, certain veterans, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Sure, but that's what Quez Watkins would, would be. If they had a fourth preseason game this year, he would not play in it. That's correct. That's right. I think that's well said. Um, the offensive line in this game, Matt Pryor and Nate Herbig were, were both pretty bad. Um, and they both played, I think, the entire game. Herbig started at center, played there in the first half, and then moved to right guard. Matt Pryor played the first, I think, three quarters at right tackle and then played a little left tackle uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, and it just – I mean, so they were going up against the the, the – Pat's starters for the first, I think, three series, but it was it was pretty ugly. And then Herbig, you know, he snapped the ball over Joe Flacco's head. Flacco, for some reason, picked it up and tried to do something, and then fumbled. So he gets credited for uh, two fumbles on the play. But um, like, would you trust Nate Herbig as as the backup center in the regular season at this point? 
Well, I think that's going to be Landon Dickerson at some point here. At right? some point, but is he? But if he's not ready for Week One, I don't know. I mean, I would hope. rather. I would rather. You hope Jason point, Kelsey's healthy. Well, at this point, I would rather play Sayamalo at center and probably play so. Opeta at left guard than than play Herbig. I think. Probably uh, so. Herbig's been pretty underwhelming this year, this summer. Like, he has. He has. Maybe he needs that weight. <laughs> I'm not sure that he that he's going to make the team. Interesting. Okay. Well, it's the same thing as you said last week. Whatever, whatever he uh, he's done to Stoutland, I mean, he had to play the whole game tonight. Yes. So, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good point. What'd you think of them opening up in uh, in thirteenth personnel tonight? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was a nod. <laughs> it was a nod to us. I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe Sirianni's a listener. Like they opened they, they opened up in thirteen on the first play of the <laughs> the next drive or whatever it was with with uh, Rogers, Kroom, and Stoll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought that. Uh, like Jack Stoll is one of like two or three players who played well tonight. He did. He did here. I'm I'm pulling up his his stat line now. Targeted seven times. Yeah. Four catches, thirty three yards. Had the one handed catch. I think he might make the team. What do you, oh we so we we this is our first pod since the Tyree Jackson injury. So correct. We all saw Tyree Jackson uh, at practice the other day fall hard on his back, um, and he you know he was down for a bit and he stayed in, but it turns out that he's got. A broken bone in his back. The Eagles have told us he's out eight to ten weeks. Do you think they carry him? So the rule is, if he goes on injured reserve before week one, um, before roster cutdowns, he's out for the year. He is not allowed to return. If they want him to be able to return, they have to keep him on the week one roster on the f- initial fifty-three, and then after that, they can put him on uh, IR, and he can come back in whenever, whenever weeks. But he does uh, do not have to be on the week one roster. He has to be on the initial. He just has to be on the initial, and then has to, and then once it clears waivers. Are you sure about that? Yes. Okay. I'm almost positive on that. Yes. Okay. You can just you can keep them on. Then once waivers, correct process. Then you can put guys on IR. Then you can put guys on IR. Correct. Okay. Um, either way, it's an interesting balance. I sort of think just redshirt him. Like it's not like he was. But then he can't be, practice at all for you. He can't practice, but you know he can be in meetings. He can work on the side. Um, I don't know. Do you think he was? Do you think he was like so impressive that he's going to be part of the team? I think a lot of it actually has to do with whatever ends up happening with Zach Ertz. Yeah, the Zach Ertz part of it is 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 something to consider. The other thing is is that Richard Rogers is a he. So he he's not eligible for waivers. So this is something that the Eagles did last year, if, if you recall, with Crayron LeBlanc, remember? That's right. Where they cut LeBlanc, and then they open spots up when they put guys in IR. That's right. Um, and, and and so if you don't think Richard Rodgers is, is, is going to go and sign somewhere else, then you carry Tyree Jackson on the initial 53, and then and you cut Rodgers, and then you just sign Rodgers a few days later. But if he is on the week one roster, he's a he's a vested veteran. His, his contract guaranteed. becomes guaranteed. Exactly. I wonder if they'll wait for week week two for him. And um, if if you remember with with Rogers last year, this was also uh, uh, pretty interesting. Was um that so they lost Noah Tongiai and they and they needed a tight end and they signed Rogers before week one, guaranteeing that you know uh, guaranteeing his his right. his salary. Correct. That is right. Yes. Once they lost once they lost Tongiai. Yeah. That is correct. Um. 
So I don't know. I don't know what they'll do with Tyree. I think it is interesting that they the Eagles gave us a an eight to ten week timeline. Because if they were planning on just putting him on, on IR, they might not have given that to us. Do you think that's a fair read? I actually see it the other way. This way it's it's not like a phantom IR thing, right? You, you know, they Yeah, but if you were planning on him at this point, you could just say he has a broken bone in his back and then you leave it at that, and then it sounds maybe worse than it is. True, maybe so. I don't know. So but, anyway, I think it's interesting. I think Stoll could. I think it's a possibility Stoll makes the team. But I, I think that, uh, and and you said this in our beat back and forth. Like Richard Rogers is the perfect Craven LeBlanc candidate from last year. Cut him and then sign him on Wednesday, or sign him week two. But or yeah. sign him week two. If there's you don't a few wanna. guys. There's a few yeah. guys, um, like that. The other one who is definitely like that for me is Ty McGill, who has been really good this summer. And is like probably the third best defensive tackle on the team, uh, if you don't count Milton Williams. But you know he's a vested veteran; he's 28 years old. Do you really need to keep Ty McGill? Uh, is anybody else going to sign him right away? Can you just wait till week two? I feel like he's he's a guy who they might do that with. And then you've been talking about it being Jordan Howard. I think. Oh, Jordan he's Howard's, the other one. You're right. He's the other one. I think Jordan Howard's a lock right now. You think he's a lock? I think Jordan Howard oh. is the number two running back going into the season. I think that's so bad. I th- I think he's impressed this coaching staff. He's he's still young, right? He was and one of, if not the worst running back in the NFL last year. Last year, and he's he's admitted like last year was bad, and he he he's admitted that he's in better shape this year, but. In 2019, he was a who's signing, maker. but who's signing him? It's not a matter of who's signing him. Can't you I, just get him in week two? I think he has a week one role on this team. Man, that's he's, disappointing. He's he's gonna be their short yardage back this year. That's what I think. Uh, all right. This is what's gonna keep me up at night. <laughs> is you want Jordan Howard not to be employed week one? That's I what just, you I just it's just bad <laughs> roster construction. I think. I mean, not if you think he's a good player. Uh, has has there been a lot made of the fact that Cam Newton and Mac Jones have palindromic first names? So I saw that on uh, I saw that today, and I thought of that, but I don't know if, if it's. I've I read some Patriots coverage. I how is this read... not all we're talking about? Well, if you were covering the Patriots, I imagine this would be a big mm. deal. Well, if I was covering the Patriots, <laughs> how would that go? I'd be doing I'd be doing it a little differently than most of the most of that uh, media core, which is uh, oh my goodness, you would not believe how genius <laughs> Bill Belichick is. Look at this. This is unbelievable. This is this team is fun. Oh yeah, what what. Everything they do just turn Honestly, to gold. Coach Midas. If I was covering the Patriots right now, I would be having sleepless nights worried about uh, Seth Wickersham's book because I, I think it's mm. going to be outstanding. The I am. I do want to read, and I and I like. I do not need more Patriots in my life, but I do think I am looking forward to reading that book. Yeah. So you know, because I'm I am like that. And I've told Seth this, so I I will say this on air: is that mm, uh, first name name drop? Nice work. 
Uh, like Seth's one of those guys who, who as a reporter, you're like, oh no, when you see him, because you know he's gonna get something that uh, that you don't have, and it it, uh, it 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 all you know he was here a lot during the Chip era. He did a great cover mm-hmm. story on Lashawn McCoy, uh, and and he he's he's great to hang out with, right? You know, you 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 learn so much being around him, but I'm always like, all right. When when this comes out, it is it's gonna, uh, you know, I'm 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 gonna kick myself. Mm. I like a Wickersham. I've got I've got love for all the former ESPN the magazine writers. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Um, okay. What do you think of Cam and Mac tonight? Well, so, and this ties into the Eagles. Cam Newton was was picking on Zach McPherson. Yes. In I think three of the first four plays were targeted at, at McPherson, and this doesn't mean McPherson's a bad player, and it doesn't negate what has happened the first three weeks of camp when I've been imp- impressed by him. But it, it 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 also shows that he's he's not impervious to the. Uh, I think he's a little bit further along than than maybe we were talking about at some at, at different points. Further away, meaning further away. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that that clearly, like he, you know, he started in place of Darius Lay. And Cam Newton went after him, right? You know that that was the guy they were going after. Yeah, and he didn't do great. And he also, in addition to that, like there were a couple really bad tackle attempts uh, on the Jacoby Myers touchdown, in which Myers beat uh, Kayvon Wallace, like at like the three yard line or whatever. McPherson has a chance to get him out of bounds and just totally whiffs. And there were a couple other missed tackles. So. Um, it was it was a bad night for for Zach McPherson. Yeah, I think he had one pass breakup on that two point conversion attempt. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the the idea that uh, there's like not much of a difference between him and Steven Nelson, I think, is probably um, is is that something people had an an idea about? I think you had said that. I did never said that. <laughs> I, I I think what I said and. I, I think said, what you said whatever. was that if they knew that he was going to play this well, they maybe wouldn't have signed Stephen Nelson. Uh, well, what I was going to say, yes, is is that they didn't do the Darby thing from a few years ago where they, they evaluated waited. what they had their first two weeks of camp, and perhaps they would have operated differently under that. But I never said that there's no difference between him and Stephen Nelson. Okay, fair enough. 
but yeah, I think I think like if you were in if you were in base defense and one of Slayer Nelson went down, I think you would probably still play Avante Maddox on the outside over Zach McPherson. Interesting. It put Josiah Scott at slot. No, I said base. Oh, a base. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But yeah, I mean, you're not you're not in base that often, so that doesn't really matter. Um, okay, yeah, Kayvon Wallace was uh, was uh, victimized and then re injured his groin that had kept him out a couple of weeks, which is kind of funny because he was like really bragging uh, this week after practice about how he's like Wolverine because he's a he's a fast healer. And he did the same thing last season, so I mean that's good, but uh, not if you just keep re-injuring it. And I, and I don't know if you saw this, Zach, but Cam Newton called him glitter. I saw that. after the game because he was uh, he's a cheerleader from the sideline who wears glitter. <laughs> I I saw that. So I don't know. Maybe Cam Newton and you are going to have both be getting calls from uh, the National Organization of for Women. Please, getting called out. Please don't. <laughs> the two of you uh, getting canceled uh, together. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. Now, yeah. I meant no ill will toward anybody, but that you're that the father. A, you're the father of a daughter. Well, I I don't like when when like I don't need to be a father of a daughter to be offended <laughs> by by you know by if 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 someone says something that or or does something that is wrong toward women. Like just as a human, I could feel. Yeah, that. But I, I, I think equating like with a teenage girl is not that. That was not like a. People have been canceled for less, Zach. All right, <laughs> I, I take back what I said. Just, just teenager. How about that? Is that is that or is that like an ageist? Mm, uh, how about a um, a Californian? Well, that that's a geographical. Uh, Anyways, it's one thirty-six a.m. We don't need to have this debate. Um, okay, I thought the quote of the night was um, Alex Singleton on Milton Williams. He said, he's a dog. The first thing I noticed about him is that he doesn't have a neck. <laughs> Which is a good line. I mean, I think I think I think that they're two different thoughts. Uh, I don't think like Alex Singleton thinks that all dogs have no necks, <laughs> but. It's it's funny because we're not funny, you know. Yeah, they they lose thirty five nothing, right? There's this, there's this, this, you know. There's this big story about about where's your starting quarterback, and it's just the nature of 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 the media landscape now, right? We're not in the locker room, so the first guy up is T.J. Edwards, right? It's, <laughs> you know, and then it's like Alex Singleton, right? And it reminds me. It's it's not apples for apples, but if if you remember last year, um, week seventeen, right when when they had the 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 tank gate, if you will, all right, which you and, tweeted about so virally. But they, uh, I forget who it was who was the first guy up, but it, it was like an undrafted rookie. <laughs> You know, who was the first guy talking like to Kevon us? Kevon Seymour or something. Yeah, or, or like Michael Jaquette or, or something right. like that. <laughs> and, and you, uh, you're like, goodness, you know. Right. Yeah, the, well, the poor is, guy's got to like. He's the spokesman. Like, for the the, the team arrows right get now. flung at this guy who had nothing to do with the decisions. Exactly. Exactly. Here, I'm trying to pull up my quotes from that game, but 
It was well. I did think this game was funny, and I and I uh, I sort of tweeted about this, but this game was sort of the uh, like the rejoinder to you know a, a certain portion of the fan base that's like you know the, the team ignores linebackers um, because this game was like the only good position group on the field tonight was the linebackers. It was it's like the only group the, they it, played. It was like, well, yeah, and it was like the bizarro universe in which yes. the Eagles only had good linebackers and were bad everywhere else, and they lost thirty-five nothing. I thought you had the tweet of the night. I thought you had the tweet of the night. So. No, yours about the kickers. Do you want to share what you said? Uh, sure. I said uh, the only thing the Eagles are winning tonight is the kicking battle, which is uh, <laughs> unexpected because they didn't have a kicker tonight. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I, I had been reading a lot of Patriots coverage about how Quinn Norton was 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 doing great, right? And then uh, tonight, what he missed three kicks. He was kicking like my like my driver. Everything's spraying right, my like my golf game, Zach. Is, is that how your golf game goes? You spray right. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes okay. I yank it left too. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, I'm I'm an equal opportunity misser. I guess I miss a little. I, I miss more right. Ah, <sighs> good stuff. Good stuff. Am I supposed to respond about your golf game or about good stuff? Like I, I don't know. The, I mean, so here, let me ask you this, okay? And again, I... Ask me whatever you want. Carte blanche. I'll give you an honest answer. <laughs> no, no. We are talking about the game here. And again, I don't want to to sound an alarm because preseason, I don't, don't the believe there's a, I don't believe there's a correlation between preseason and, well, and, it's and regular season. <laughs> but from just the perspective of, you know, you talk about being competitive, you talk about, you know, all these are... They, to be outscored fifty-two nothing, what do you make of that? Do you just make that they were going against first teamers and they had third teamers out there? Do you make the, the lack of depth, or do you think that 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 it's it speaks more to to who this team is right now? Can I give you an honest answer? Yeah, you don't think it matters at all. My answer is nothing. I make nothing of it. Okay, and that's fine. That's that's yeah. why I asked you. Okay. What do you make of it? Probably the the depth the depth part of it. I, I thought last week against the Steelers, uh, ha, it, the way the the backups played, and we talked about this on that post game pod. I, I I thought they were inferior to the teams that you know in terms of the way they played to the Steelers that game, which was obvious when you look at the second half score. And then tonight, even in the second half, right, like they. They were uninspired. They, or, or I, I don't know if uninspired is the right word. They just weren't good enough. And it's it starts at the quarterback, right? Nick uh, Nick Mullins wasn't good enough. Uh, and then the the defense. How much worse could Jamie Newman be than Nick Mullins? <laughs> well, yeah, Nick I mean, Mullins. Must, he must be much worse. Yeah, yeah, Nick. Well, I mean, Nick Mullins' tape was 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 better than this. Nick Mullins has won games in the league. So has Joe Webb. Joe Webb won a very important game in the, in, the, in 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 this league. Uh, now I'm curious. Uh, Nick Sirianni said last week that uh, he he's managing the game the same as he would in the regular season, but in the regular season he would have a kicker. 
So do you think uh, fourth, what was it, fourth and three from the nine? Fourth and four from the nine? Uh, when he goes for it, do you think he's that's a go-for-it situation, or do you think he kicks the field goal in the regular season? I think for the very first time in my life, in the history of this show, maybe we, we, we must be close to like 500 episodes at this point. For the very first time, I identify with Sheil in terms of <laughs> I can't believe this podcast is still going. <laughs> okay. All right, sorry. I'm going through my notes here. This is this is the stuff that. No, I'm happy. I'm happy. I've rubbed off on you. You want to extend the show? You're you're finally no, making not. salty jokes about the Eagles on Twitter. This is all good. This By is, the way, this I didn't think that was a salty stuff. joke about the Eagles on on Twitter. I it was like the Week 17 game last year. They put in their backup quarterback and they played their 13 guys. Like that was a fact. That's how they were. Right. It was so. a salty. It was a salty one. Uh, fourth and three from the nine. I think if he had a kicker and it was seven nothing, I think he probably would have kicked a field goal. I okay. would have gone for it, but I think he probably would have kicked a field goal. Okay. Now, for the record, I, I think it was uh, twelve nothing then or thirteen nothing. Okay. But yeah, well, I mean, thirteen nothing. Uh, but no. So if look, if Nick Sirianni's going for fourth and three, uh, from the nine this year, well, there was I would, a one early that, in the then, game from they were down seven nothing. It was fourth like, and inches. Fourth and inches, yeah, from like yeah. The thirty something. Like, and he punted. Just go that. for it, dude. Exactly. It's preseason. Exactly. Uh, so we we really didn't get to see the uh, lack of a kicker thing because they didn't have any extra points, and that was their only field goal situation. So. No, it's too bad. I would have liked to see uh, a Sipos field goal attempt with Ertz holding. And we were joking, of course. That's why they haven't traded Zach Ertz because they needed the emergency holder. Highest paid holder in the league. <laughs> That is true. Actually, no. There is probably a backup quarterback who, or, but who is actually the holder? I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. That actually, they they don't really have the backups holding. Yeah, backup you th- so that's a thing of the past. Tony Romo, maybe last of yeah. a last of a dying breed. You know, there was a story that I always wanted to write that I never wrote, which is a shame because I had five years of, of writing it. Um, <laughs> uh, Doug Peterson was was known to be a good holder, a great holder. A great, a great holder, and not just that, but he takes a lot of pride in his holding. I've spoken to him about about it, right? Uh, I never ended up writing that story, um, but he he like he 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 took a lot of pride in his holding. You know who else is a good holder? Coy Detmer. Uh, Matt Pryor. Oh yes, okay, because you got the penalty thing. You know who else is a good holder? Who? Stephen Holder. He's a great holder. I enjoy his his work. But now that we're doing this, I think we can wrap it up. Well, do you have anything else in your notes? Uh, no, I would I would implore our our readers to check that out and on the athletic. And then also, I can't wait for your um, stock up, stock down tomorrow. Oh, I mean, you can wait for it. It's nothing special. You saw the game. We already talked about it at length in this episode. There's nothing in there that's going to surprise you. Well, when I read that tomorrow morning uh, and I tweet it out, I uh, I hope our, our listeners read that as well. Okay, I hope they read yours too. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I hope they uh, listen to every podcast that Marissa produces. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so uh, real quickly, schedule coming up. Uh, this is going to be a, a light next few days for the Eagles. They're and for Birds with Friends. 
Yeah, they're practicing Sunday night at the link. I don't know if we're going to have a post-Sunday night practice. I don't think Uh, we need to do that. Maybe we'll do a Monday day off one. We will discuss that. But certainly Tuesday, Wednesday from the joint practices against the Jets, we will have that. And then next Friday night is the preseason finale. Uh, And then July 31st, they get the roster down to 53. Which day of the week is that? Is that Saturday Tuesday, or Sunday? I believe, I believe oh, it's, it's a Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh. Yes, okay. it's a Tuesday. Or I, I said July 31st. I'm sorry, August 31st. Yeah, that would, be, that would have been some tough time travel math. Yes, that's, that's a Tuesday. Okay. Exciting stuff. Give me one. Oh, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give you one. That one. could be a drop. No, I was going to be a 53-man roster thing, but we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> we really don't have to talk about that. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. The Eagles losing 35 nothing, And we'll talk to you uh, We'll talk to you later on. So, for Shield, fast asleep counting uh, the sheep in his head. For Marissa. And for my dearly departed, canceled co-host Zach I'm Bo and as always we love you Hey football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.